Well, this is not the kind of news the Pac-12 needed as they continue to flounder without a television contract. And now, one of the presidents of a Pac-12 university is saying, yeah, times are pretty tough right now. And we're going to be looking very seriously at the budget. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports is where you find us covering the Big 12 Conference. It's good to be here as always. So let's get right to this thing here. And by the way, if you're on YouTube, if you're on the podcast, please take five seconds, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us continue to uh, grow out the show. So here's what's going on. Pac-12 president, Washington State president, announced that they are going to temporarily freeze all current and future vacant positions until further review as well as put a pause on non-essential travel, purchases, and new professional development. This was from Washington State President Kirk Schulz. Now, why? Well, because of significant decreases in Pac-12 revenue distribution as results of overpayment from one of the conference media partners that must be resolved. That's, of course, uh, talking about the deal that you know just was a complete, complete debacle. For the Pac-12, they paid what fifty million dollars over what they had to pay um, from the conference. What was it? Fifty million dollars to oh gosh, who was it? One of their TV partners, Comcast. They got hosed. Comcast owed fifty million dollars from Pac-12 Network. This broke back in January-ish is when this came down, and uh, the Big Twelve or the Pac-12 was making all these payments they didn't have to make. They overpaid, and they ultimately got hosed. And well, now they got to pay it back. Whoopsie Daisy, that's a screw up. That's a major screw up. So uh, the statement from Scholes goes on to say here that this temporary freeze on all current and vacant positions is because of a significant decrease in Pac-12 revenue distribution as a result of overpayments from one of the conference media partners that must be resolved. Relocation of the Pac-12 headquarters out of San Francisco exceeded budget projections as well. Additionally, Washington State projects that Cougar Athletics exceeded its expenditures for the year due to inadequate documentation of revenues and expenses. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible news for Washington State, and by the way, I believe for many other teams in the Pac-12. While Washington State is admitting that they screwed up basically their balance sheet, Their P&L, their revenues and expenses, they screwed that up. They may be unique and alone in that. The Pac-12, which just came in with revenues that were the lowest of the Power Five conferences by millions of dollars, now you have one of their institutions saying that they are putting a freeze on current and vacant positions as well as non-essential travel, purchases, and new professional development. Um, If you're any other school in the Pac-12, and you see this, and you know you're probably hurting too, but this just came out publicly from one of your cohorts in the conference. What are you thinking to yourself? Holy bleep, we better get out while we can. That's what you're thinking. You have a conference with no television deal. You have, in many cases, 
nowhere to necessarily go unless you're one of the teams the Big 12 wants to poach. You've got nothing. And suddenly I'm sitting here and I'm starting to connect the dots a little bit. Because work with me on this. Remember, it was uh, Washington State's president who said, I want to say that was, what, two weeks ago? That Washington State's president said that, oh, yeah, you know, we, 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 we would sign the dotted line. Where can we sign? Yeah, we've got a, the Pac-12 has one media partner willing to sign on now. A lot of the pro-Pac-12 stuff has come from Washington State. Ask yourself why that might be. Well, that would be because Washington State knows. Like, Washington State understands that they have nowhere to go. If the Pac-12 collapses, Washington State is screwed. Can we all agree on that? Like, I don't care if you're a Washington State fan. Can we all agree that Washington State is royally screwed if the Pac-12 collapses. So that would explain why the folks at Washington State have been very gung-ho on putting out these positive Pac-12 reports to certain people in the media because their only hope to get tens of millions of dollars in revenue, while it's not going to be Big 12 money, it's certainly not going to be SEC Big 10 money, their only hope and their only prayer at a place like Washington State is for the Pac-12 to remain together in some way, shape, and form. Because if not, a place like Washington State could be headed for the Mountain West. And for a, for a league that has been getting hit poorly, hit badly when it comes to revenues, now they've got this $50 million Comcast boondoggle hanging around their necks. On top of that, they you know had this uh, Pac-12 headquarters that ridiculously they overpaid for. <laughs> I mean, it's just horrible for them right now. And, I, you know, not that we need any more reason to question the decision makers in the Pac-12, but I'm going to do it again with this. Who the heck in the last few years thought that investing in a Pac-12 headquarters in San Francisco was a good idea? Can somebody explain that to me? There are very few places I'd rather invest less right now than San Francisco, California. I Turn on the news for five seconds. I've got a buddy who, um, you know, I work in radio by day. i got a buddy who's in radio out there. He was in Dallas. He went from Dallas to San Francisco. Don't ask why, but he did. And uh, we were texting a couple of weeks back, and he goes, I said to him, I said, is it really as bad as, you know, what you see on the news? He goes, well, you know, like anywhere else in the country, it depends where you are. But he says, this country, this, this city, San Francisco, is screwed. I said, why? He said, well, ever since COVID, you know, um, there are still companies on the hook for leases, so they're hanging around. But once their lease is up, they're out. They're gone. They're going. And the Pac-12 in the last few years decided, you know what we need to do? We need to double down on San Francisco. Like... <laughs> Just talk about making absolutely no sense. That That's the Pac-12. Now, the $50 million Camcast, uh, Comcast boondoggle, that's on Larry Scott, the former commissioner. You can't blame George Kleokov for that. But either way, what a debacle this conference has found itself in. And now you have the Washington State 
president coming out and saying that we've got to temporarily freeze all our expenses because one, um, the decrease in Pac-12 revenues, and then two, some of the mistakes that we made in-house. And you think this conference is long for anything? You think this conference is healthy and stable? If you believe that, I've got a uh, I've got beachfront property to sell you in Salina, Kansas. Or I've got beachfront property to sell you in Cheyenne, Oklahoma. Not Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Oklahoma. I'm going back to some of my old stomping grounds there. Mead, Kansas. Follett, Texas. I'm going to roll through, you know, <laughs> some of the old places I used to call high school football games back in the day. Although I don't think Cheyenne, Oklahoma has a football team. I think they only have basketball. But anyway, uh, great towns, great communities. I love them all. But there's no beachfront property there. I promise you that. No beachfront property there. And uh, But I'll sell it to you. I'll find something to sell you if you think that uh, the Pac-12 is making sound decisions here over the last few years. And if you think that this conference is in any way healthy, stable, and in any position to have any kind of leverage when it comes to a television contract. They have absolutely none, and everybody knows it. Every single person knows it. Uh, Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. Thanks for being here. YouTube Live, podcast, Facebook, appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. We're giving away Heartland College Sports koozies. Here's, a, um, here's, a, here's what they look like for those of you on YouTube. Get these for free. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. And send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Takes you 30 seconds, little five-star rating, hit the review button. So appreciate you doing that, and it really does help us keep growing the show. We're up, I think, 75% year over year in terms of listeners, and that's because of you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for helping make this happen, helping make this a reality. And the reality also remains, there is no future for the Pac-12. It does not exist. I don't care what anybody says, but there is no future right now for the Pac-12 conference. And with each passing day, it is more and more likely, not that they find themselves a TV deal, but that somebody jumps to the Big 12. Um, some of you asking on YouTube, did you see the article about Colorado in the Oklahoman? So uh, I've heard about it. I have not read through it yet from Barry Trammell. I'll do a show on that in the next couple of days as well. But um, I would say that it's what I've been telling you for a long time, and that is Colorado is the first one that is most likely to jump. I believed that for months, and it's been a matter of when, not if. I've told you that on this show. I've shared that with you transparently on this show. Um, I'll go see what Barry Trammell's got. Barry's not a fan of mine, unfortunately. We had a falling out. I, I was, I don't know, I consider Barry a, not a friend, but an acquaintance. He would come on this show once in a while. And then he went on one of the OU shows, OU podcasts or something, and started, he ripped me or ripped the website or something like that. And uh, obviously have not talked to him ever since, sad to say, which is too bad. I you know, thought Barry was a decent guy. But for whatever reason, he wasn't a fan of what we were doing at Heartland College Sports and probably because he's a, a crusty newspaper guy and they don't realize the way of the future. And the way of the future is not um, putting together a newspaper every day and writing three columns a week. Uh, those days are over. They were good. While the getting was good, they were good in the heyday. But um, guess what? Technology options caught up and um, the marketplace decided, you know, these like 
crusty old newspapers aren't really cutting it anymore. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the beef is there, but uh, he called me out on some OU radio show, and that was kind of the end of it. But I will check out his story. I still think Barry's a good reporter, and I think he's a decent man. Um, whatever problems he has with me or this website that I've owned now for eight years, uh, you know, he knows how to get a hold of me, I suppose, if he wants to. Now, elsewhere around the Big 12 Conference, Baylor has named Blake Shapin the starting quarterback ahead of next season. Now, this is in no way surprising by any stretch of the imagination. Not that I thought Blake Shapin was great. He wasn't. But, you know, it was him or it was going to be uh, Mississippi State transfer Sawyer Robertson. It was down to those two guys. And uh, Blake Shapin, to me, he did not live up to the hype last year. I thought that this was a guy who was actually going to uh, take Baylor to Big 12 competitiveness at the top of the league. It did not happen. It was not entirely his fault, but Blake Shapin did not have the kind of year in 2023 that I thought he was going to have based on what he showed us in 2022. He was certainly a disappointment. I will admit all of that. There's no doubt about it. He was a disappointment. But with that being said, it's one of these things that you look at and you say, okay, while I didn't see a lot of Sawyer Robertson, and I've never seen any Sawyer Robertson tape, I think that's a move that for Dave Aranda you make so you have a backup that you can feel okay about. That's why you make that move. You don't make that move to sit there and say, well, you know, I've got a quarterback competition. Now, if you want to say that, okay, that's fair if you're Dave Aranda. But ultimately, he did the right thing. It's May, make the decision, Blake Shapin's your guy, and you move on. And um, by the way, Dave Aranda did this last year. He did this last year when he named Blake Shapin the starting quarterback very early in the season. And it's not something he had to do. He did it in the offseason. Not something he had to do, but it's something he did because, well, guess what? I think Dave Aranda's a great guy. I think Dave Aranda's the kind of guy that you sit there and you say to yourself, gosh, that's the guy I want coaching my son. That's the guy with integrity I want in charge of my kid's team. That's exactly the kind of guy who Dave Aranda is, and I think he deserves an enormous amount of credit for that. Because he did the same thing last year. And then I'm forgetting the guy. Where did he transfer? I'm forgetting. Gosh, I'm having a brain fart here on who he beat out last year. But it was the starter from 2021. He beat him out here on the job. And then um, what's his name transferred over to USF? Oh, gosh. Why am I blanking on his name? It's going to come to me here in a second. Gary Bohannon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gary Bohannon. That's right. So Bohannon ends up transferring because Aranda was the kind of guy who said, you know what, I believe Blake Shapin's the guy. I'm going to name the starter now. And Gary Bohannon, if you want to go somewhere, please be my guest. You can do that. So this was the right move. This is not shocking. Uh, Blake Shapin will be the starting quarterback for the Baylor Bears. It is well-deserved. It is earned. And he should be the starting quarterback, by the way for uh, the Baylor Bears. So that came down this week as well. Now, I wanted to have this conversation with you and also get your input on this. You look at this as a Big 12 fan if you're watching this show, or even if you're watching this show and you're not a Big 12 fan or listening to this show and you're not a Big 12 fan. You have four new teams coming into the conference, right, for football this fall and all sports, but football. 
you have BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida. Let me ask you, and I want you to answer this right now on YouTube Live. Which of those four teams, as a Big 12 fan, are you most excited about being in this conference? I want to look at your answers, and then I'll give you mine. I'm just curious if we are on the same wavelength. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. I have my answer, but there's no right or wrong answer here. But give me your comments on YouTube. Which of the four new teams are you most excited about joining this conference? BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, Central Florida. You don't have to give me a reason why. I just want to see your comments on YouTube Live, and then I can go through them, and then I'll give you mine as well. You can make a case for each one, by the way. I could make the case, and I could say BYU you know, out there in Utah, beautiful part of the country. It's a massive independent program, um, national following. You can make that case. You could say Cincinnati. You know, it brings the Big 12 in the Big 10 country. It's a Midwest city that's very similar to other cities in the regional footprint of the Big 12 already. Ohio, great people, a lot of, um, you know, personality, character, the whole thing. Houston. Further south in Texas, obviously, for the Big 12, um, you have the biggest city in the state of Texas. Uh, you get to tap into that Houston recruiting ground, if you don't already. All right, Houston. And then Central Florida. Hey, we're in the SEC footprint. UCF is a sleeping giant down there in Orlando. You can go on a golf trip with the boys if your team is on the road in November. That sounds pretty good, right? Uh, so give me your team here. I'm going through some of these comments on YouTube. I just want to see what you guys believe is uh, the most intriguing new team in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, all right, let's see. BYU, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Seeing some BYU. Uh, got a Houston in here. I'm not seeing a lot of Central Florida. Okay, here's my one-two. My one-two for most intriguing teams in the new Big 12. One is BYU, two is Central Florida. BYU because of that national brand. Now, that national brand has not been in a conference. That can be good or that can be bad. BYU has done a very good job, you know, branding itself and building up that conference. And, you know, they beat the Pac-12 all the time. But this can go one of two ways. BYU can either turn itself into, I believe, a legitimate powerhouse in college football, or it will be a bottom feeder in the Big 12. And I don't know which one it's going to be, but I could make the case for either way. I really could. So BYU is at the top of my list. And of course, going on the road, beautiful part of the country, outstanding venue, great stadium. Uh, that all should be very appealing. They'll get a lot of late-night games that are going to be prime time on ESPN or Fox or something like that. So that's going to be really fun. And then Central Florida, to me, is the sleeping giant. I'm not sitting here saying they're going to be Florida State or Florida. But you've got a guy there running the program in Gus Malzahn who is recruiting like a beast. He was recruiting like a beast when they were a group of five school in the AAC. The guy's won in the SEC. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to come in and win the Big 12, but uh, they have an enormous undergraduate enrollment, one of the largest in the country. They've got the facilities. They're building those up. They are in arguably 
the most recruitable, uh, most fertile recruiting territory in the country, certainly in the top three. They're right there on the I-4 corridor. I, I mean, that right there, UCF is a sleeping giant. And yes, if your team is on the road in November, you can go on a road trip with the guys and you can play golf. You can make a golf trip out of it. That's not too bad either. So those are my one, two. If I had to rank them, I'd have Baylor and UCF as a close second. It doesn't mean I'm not excited about Houston, but I think we all know what Houston is. We all know the state of Texas, if you're a Big 12 fan. And then, you know, Cincinnati, I think, is going to be a fun addition. Not having Luke Fickle is uh, kind of makes that shine wear off a little bit. I don't blame him for going to Wisconsin, but that certainly did take that shine off a little bit with him leaving because he's the guy that got him to a college football playoff and got all those guys into the NFL and everything else. So that hurts a little bit. But Cincinnati's going to be fun. Cincinnati can absolutely be a Power 5 team. They've proven that before. And they've gotten to a college football playoff. But I would still go BYU-UCF in that order for my most intriguing teams of the four new teams coming to the Big 12 Conference. And um, by the way, Big 12 Football Media Days with those four new teams are two months away. And we're going to have the entire Heartland College sports staff there covering that in Arlington in mid-July. Ken not wait. I'm Pete Mundo. Uh, Heartland College Sports is how you find us. Hit that subscribe button on the channel or on, of course, the podcast and get one of these Heartland College Sports koozies. I got a, geez, I got a new, look at this. I told you, I got a new box I just ordered here. New box of koozies. I'm showing it right now. They got your name on it. All you got to do is subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thank you, guys. So great to be a part of this show. Join us the off-season when we build up for the football season. We have a lot more content coming your way. We're going to have a staff member at the Big 12 Baseball Tournament this week. Matthew Postens will be there at the Big 12 Baseball Tournament. So if you're a Big 12 Baseball fan... We'll be locked on the tournament down there at Globe Life Field in Arlington, and we'll have full coverage for you at heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget, jump on our forums as well, members' forums, top of the homepage. They're free, a great way to interact with the entire Heartland College sports staff. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.